yeah, it all started being really young and born into a really beautiful family, but with a lot of challenges and addiction and just initiations. And I learned at a young age how to survive using my psychic abilities, as is the case with most psychic, multidimensional, highly empathic people come from pretty traumatic upbringings where your senses are highly activated. Welcome to Into the Light podcast. This is where we will be discussing and exploring all things Ascension. Ascension journey, Ascension journey mapping, and understanding how we can deepen and increase our spiritual and healing journey, along with understanding concepts around the global consciousness awakening that's happening, quantum energy healing, personal growth and enlightenment, trauma healing, and so much more as we learn together from experts in the field. I'm your host, Adina Movana, and I appreciate you taking the time to join me today. Let's dive in. For those of you who don't know, I'm uh, talking to Sydney Campos today, and Sydney is a visionary and energy expert. She's the founder of Akashic Facilitator Training and lead instructor at the Embodied Ascension Academy. She's a two-time best-selling author and a transformational facilitator. She empowers others on their ascension journeys through her profound expertise and guidance. Her two books, the Empath Experience, What to Do When You Feel Everything, what came out in 2018. And now in 2023, she just released I'm Ascending, Now What? And I'm so excited to have you here, Sydney. I know you offer so many profound insights, guidance, transformatives to help us navigate the intricate landscape of being an empath or having empathic experiences and everything having to do with our ascension process. So I'm so excited to have you. Thank you so much for that warm welcome. And I'm so celebrating meeting you now. And I know we met a while ago and it just feels really good to be with you here. And I celebrate all that you've built and launched and brought into being. We met when you were kind of pre-launch and envisioning and, and you had this big transition underway of your kind of former timeline. And it just seems like you've built such a beautiful community and you're really surfing wonderful momentum and being supported, which is what happens when you take the leap and and do the thing you're here to do. So I really celebrate you. Thank you so much. Yeah. And you were a big part of my journey. I know like almost mentor, like we didn't have a lot of time together, but I I definitely looked at you and your body of work as like a really strong guiding light in the spiritual journey, learning about ascension from my own Muslim background and everything was like, is super new to me as far as like the spiritual awakening process and global consciousness awakening and just bringing together people from different all spiritual backgrounds and traditions and different healing modalities. I I just became really passionate to Mm -hmm. kind of bring this information to people who are, are are learning about it or wherever we are really in our spiritual journeys. And of course, major things I started learning about with past life regression work and Kashuk records and all of this, unlocking all of these amazing bodies of work that you've been so specialized in for so long. So you're like a, you're like my, my hero in this regard. <laughs> and I also pre-ordered your book back in, cause it was released in June. I was one of the, I remember when you were talking about, I'm ascending now what, and I'm like, okay, this is awesome. And it's definitely great to, to, to just talk about ascension I get I get asked that question like what is ascension now a lot myself and I'm always kind of like well vibration energy frequencies yeah hi Anastar great to have you (laughs) yeah so I'm just excited 
to get just a little bit more information about your journey. I like to kind of talk about what it is you do and what kind of work you're, you're doing now, how you're helping best serve your clients. And I know you have a lot of things going on with the Embodied Ascension Academy and your Akashic Records leadership training se sessions and all of that. So can you tell me a little bit about your background and for people who aren't familiar, just kind of give us a little bit of background story about how you got here and what really brought you to this point now and, and, and where you are in this spiritual journey. Thanks. Yeah, I feel like I'm at the beginning again, honestly, which is a nice place to be. And that will happen sometimes as you awaken, you come back to just yeah. realizing, I don't know, I have no idea anymore. So I'm enjoying that, although it was a little painful the last couple of months, <laughs> just shedding, shedding these identities and, and just old ways of being that I used to source a lot of value from. And yeah, it all started being really young and born into a really beautiful family, but with a lot of challenges and addiction and just initiations. And I learned at a young age how to survive using my psychic abilities as is the case with most psychic, multidimensional, highly empathic people come from pretty traumatic upbringings where your senses are highly activated to start to track the field around you to make sure you're safe. And so I, I didn't have an awareness that that's what was happening at the time, but I just, that's what was happening. And I had a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress, really a lot of just pain. Being alive was hard. I felt so much. It was overwhelming. I had no resource. I had no words to describe what was going on thought something was wrong with me, thought it was crazy. Then I found drugs and alcohol when I was a teenager and I felt so relieved. It was the best thing. I was just so happy. I could finally just turn it all off. And and in a way, I didn't know at the time, but I was seeking God. I was seeking a meaning. I'm like, what the hell planet am I on? This is so weird. This is not what I signed up for. And And then through these other substances, I was able to find connection in a way, not the real sustained connection that I now get to experience, through presence. But at the time, that was the best I could do. And in a way, that experience saved my life. It got really dangerous, though. It got because it's never enough, never enough. And as I grew and evolved, I needed more. And it was it led me to some really dangerous situations, a lot of near-death experiences, a lot of violence and more trauma, getting arrested, getting hospitalized, and just crazy stuff. You would never, people are like, you did that? I can't imagine. And I'd be like getting in fist fights and just being with gangsters and it's really crazy, like a movie. And I'm grateful for all those experiences. It, I feel like I can relate to anybody now. It's such a gift. But I hit a rock bottom when I was 24. I actually first tried to get sober when I was 17 years old, because even by then I was already a blackout alcoholic, drunk, like getting into fights. And my best friends were not wanting to be around me, causing a lot of pain and damage. And it was scary. And then I, it took a little bit more for me to get it. And sometimes it takes a lot of pain to be willing to change. And this is part of ascension. It, it takes what it takes for each one of us. It can be so different. And for me, it was a lot. I, I just had to go through a lot. And then finally I chose to get sober. That was step one, get rid of the substances. And that was scary. That was my whole life was wrapped up in partying. That was my whole identity. It was terrifying to let that go. I didn't know how to be. I didn't know how to have relationships outside of a nightclub, but I just knew I didn't want to die. So I asked for help. And I started to get better. And then I started to learn about, and I, I started my journey in recovery. So 12-step recovery mm -hmm. and certain programs really, really helped me. It just helped me so much to have a community 
which I know you are orchestrating community where you can share vulnerably and authentically about stuff that we're not really taught about in the greater culture around like shame and addiction and trauma and just what it really means to be alive and the stuff that we all deal with, whether we're aware of it or not, we all have a lot more in common than we know. And that really helped me. And then it led me to meditation and energy healing and just deepening and remembering and then serving. Can't help but start to feel like I have to serve. I have to give this back when you start to feel better. And this is also a part of ascension, people awakening and they're like, I want to share. I have to share what I'm seeing. I have to give this away. And that's so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I, I heard you say one time, I was actually listening to, I think, recently, Kristen Blylicky's the Unity mm -hmm. Consciousness event. Yeah, that was a great session. And you were mentioning like how our souls are a lot of times right now, where we're, people are saying like how quick kids are growing up, and it feels like sometimes our souls are coming here, and they're having these experiences at a, quite a young age in order to facilitate this awakening process even to occur because because it feels like to me these traumas and addiction and really hard lives that so many people are coming from people are just feeling like they like so many of us had isolated like childhood experiences kind of like the black sheep of the family type things happening and I think a lot of people are who resonate with with that happening to them they feel like a lot of these experiences are happening when we were really young to make us kind of wake up, I guess, sooner, right? In order for us to experience this ascension, right? Would you, would you say that that's also a big part of why this is happening? Because so many of us are in really challenging experiences right now as, as we speak or have had the last, you know, 10 years, 20 years of wakening up, right? And part of the game or the paradox of this reality is when we finally just stop trying to be other people and we finally can be more and more and more who we really are present authentic not trying no masks and i'm not there We're, there's no end it's like infinite exploration and unmasking and untangling and and yet there's like this beautiful formula when we're when we're more authentic and present we just fit in to this bigger plan so perfectly it's like all the puzzle pieces coming together everyone has a unique piece to the puzzle and harmony is unfolding, coherence is unfolding. We have everything we need on the planet. We There's so much scarcity, fear. We are programmed to, you know, see, to, to believe that it exists. When I'm in the question of, is that true? Does it, I don't believe there's actually such a thing as scarcity. And yet we're taught in this dimension to really focus on that so highly as part of the training and maybe unwinding of those programs so that we can really remember in our own way what is abundance, what is true prosperity, what is true wealth. And and we're we're gearing up for some very massive systemic change on this planet over the next few years. And it's it's really exciting, but it is requiring a very deep internal architecture shift, like in our beliefs, in our energies, in our capacity to be able to actually exchange value in new ways, to be able to collaborate in new ways, to be able to really, truly connect. Right. And I loved how you about that expression of finding our authenticity. And I mean, also this kind of looping around as we learn. And, and then it's almost like the, the old saying, the wise men who who realizes that they they know nothing the farther that you go into seeking knowledge, you feel like less and less in this process. And so it just 
really speaks to that being like an it, it's like a never never ending journey in order to come into our authentic, most authentic states. We're always just like shedding off like layer of layer of of whatever experiences are being we're being presented with, right? And I know you you do a lot of work around that the the challenges of coming out of like shame and guilt, those fear based programs, especially from what I was hearing as as a child. And can you talk about some of the ways in which you can really you really help people out of where they're where they're feeling like maybe shame and their programs from their families or their culture is really having an impact on their on their ability to even have these kind of breakthroughs in life? Yeah, yeah, thank you. And as you say that, I feel really aware of just like the present state of humanity right now, generally, big generalization, but right. there's a lot of suffering and, and you named isolation and loneliness. And that's something that's been really present in my awareness, like the paradox again of we've never been so connected in, in some ways, like social media and technology and hyper-connected and, and lacking in true connection like lacking in actual physical touch, physical presence, attunement, really deep listening where people feel seen and heard and safe to be themselves. And we're at a tipping point of, of consciousness on the planet again. I mean, it feels that I could say that about my whole life, our whole lives, who knows it, but it does feel like we're at some kind of a major, like a tipping point in the next couple of years, again, preparing for these structural systemic changes and shame is the most toxic, low-frequency energy we have access to as human beings, and it tends to really get stored in the very low energy centers of the body, which are connected to our power, creativity, our desire. And I've had a really intimate journey with shame, I, and it's, it's just a trip to, to really be willing. Shame lives in the body. It's not a conceptual. It's helpful to understand conceptually. It means shame conceptually is, I'm bad there's something wrong with me. I'm dirty. I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. That's how it will arise in the subconscious and belief systems. Guilt is I did something bad. Shame is I am bad, right? So unworthiness, not enough. And then it will come through in your reality as unconsciously, always trying to prove, always trying to be better than, trying to be seen, trying to be validated, trying to do anything you can to feel like I'm enough and I'm, I'm okay. But always with the, it's fascinating when you carry a lot of the the shame and these masks of the trying and the perfectionism and the proving oneself, right. it's very hard to then have true connection, which is what you really want underneath all of all of these you know strategies. I talk about this in depth in my book. I'm ascending now. What? But it it's just it's fascinating to me because I just keep seeing it even more deeply as I unwind these energies in myself. It's like oh my god, again and again, we are the only. I'm the only thing in the way of having what I want. I want deep love, connection, and authentic truth in every moment. And I like, I'm the one that's responsible for creating the conditions in my system to be available to receive that. And it's, it's just such an energy game. It's such an inside job. And what does it take for someone? I can, there's all the tips in my book. And, and also I'm like, it's not conceptual. Like it, it's so unique for every single being. And, and we are all such complex ecosystems in our bodies, of our lineages, of our histories, of our experiences. There's so much happening with every single person and and shame can be really hard for people to access because it can touch into some of the most intimate, vulnerable 
spaces that are are terrifying to feel. It can be that shame is inherited from generations past or culturally indoctrinated for especially some of the cultures that you're tapping in with and have experience with the repression, the shame, the installation of certain programs can be so ancient and it's a lot. It's it's terrifying to even start to feel who would I be without that? It, it requires a certain capacity at times to be able to even ask that question. And so I would say, what can someone who's listening now who resonates, they're like, I relate. And what can I do? Where can I make a beginning? Where can I start? The antidote I found, it's very simple to to really, it's simple, but not easy as usual, right? It, it would be to start to see where in your life you can create more intentional space to really be with yourself, to stop doing, to stop. Usually people that are holding a lot of shame and these energy and guilt and prove it manifests as being really busy, trying a lot, a lot of effort, a lot of going upstream, a lot of performative dynamics. A lot, it's heavy, it's tiring, it's exhausting, trying so hard. I know I've been there. And it can usually amount to like autoimmune issues in the body. That's how the unprocessed shame and these different coping mechanisms can manifest psychosomatically in the body, trying to get your attention to slow down, to rest. And you don't have to wait till it gets that bad. So I would say, where can you just make some more time to sit still and feel and or like get a massage or like lay down and just take care of yourself, rest? Like what does your energy system require to feel more nourished, to feel replenished, to feel regenerated, especially in a world where a lot of the conditioning is telling you, talking to a specific part of your mind, hyper-conditioned for busyness and productivity and action. Think of the value system in our society. We're up against a lot. It's like the opposite of a healthy nervous system. And so, yeah, how do you reprogram? What for you is going to feel most supportive for your body now to feel more present, to feel more at rest and to feel more supported. And that will be unique for every single person, but that can be a revolutionary shift. Wow. Yeah. You're, you, you touched on so many areas. Like it starts with this, like, like you said, inside job and doing that, like the inner child healing to, in order for us to even get there, we have to, yeah, take, take the space to slow down. And like, I, I, I also had a, like a, total burnout in my career and had to like leave that. But I know you did too with <laughs> with that having to just be in this kind of mass, I guess it's like a masculine state even to be just it's like yeah, you know, society wants us to be in boxes and compartmentalize. And it's really exhausting to constantly try to repress your energy to be so just limited. And we're not meant to be orienting that way. Right. And then you, you also mentioned how it really takes a toll on our nervous systems, right? Like so much of that, yeah, autoimmune disorders or stress is the number one killer. We hear that like, it's just, it, it creates so much negative energy inside of our, our own selves. That's just needing to be, I guess, maybe released or at least dealt with and addressed because I feel like for so many people, these issues get worse and worse and worse before they actually can get real, real, come to the realization and then take a, a sharp turn into healing and into that embodiment or ascension process journey. And so, yeah. It takes what it takes. Hopefully it doesn't have to get so much worse before it gets better, but it, it's also like, don't, it's like, I learned to not take away people's chance at having their own breakthrough. I learned a lot years ago when I was earlier on in my journey and I'm 
giving my younger brother all this advice, like, you should do this, you have to try this. And he's like, no, and got mad at me. And I, and I took it personally. I'm like, but I can see so clearly what's wrong and how to fix it. Don't you want We can't fix people. That's where we learned those lessons. (laughs) But it has to be a choice. Ascension is a choice. Being alive is a choice. The other thing I want to say is there's a lot of, it's a discipline. It's a devotion. Like, do you want to really live? Do you want to really be real? Do you want to really deeply connect? And it's work. It's really hard work. Most people aren't really willing. They want to book a session and be fixed and be changed. And, and it's like, that's not how it works. Like you can have a cathartic experience and come to my retreat or do a course or whatever. And you'll feel different. You're going to change. But if you want sustainable, lasting, consistent transformation, you do the work in your life every day. And I don't know what it takes to have the discipline. For me, I would have to be motivated by pain. And then even after things started to get better, I still felt crazy. And I just had multidimensional overwhelm. And and so pain has always kind of been, or discomfort has always been a motivator until, I mean, sometimes it still is, but now it's at the level where I'm motivated by like, I just want to feel even more peace. Like I'm so sensitive to discomfort or pain. It's like, that's not really a part of my reality in the same way it was. And yet like the barometers changed. It's like, I want to feel more serenity. I want to feel more peace. I want to feel more calm, more clarity. And again, I, the trajectory on the, on the path is so unique and different for all of us. And it's so key to have support, to have community, to have a mentor. I would not be where I am without thousands of hours of training, mentorship, therapy, body work. I mean, I've, I've done it all. It's I'm very lucky to be alive and able to speak and have all my teeth. And like, I just, I'm really aware of these things, like to have a body that's functioning, like it, it was a close call, you know, and And I know that's true for a lot of us, but we take it for granted and we're busy and we're just like caught up and the mind is just running the show. And, and I would say that at a certain point, it's like, you can find mentors that have done enough work in their embodiment where you can just sit with them and get a transference of energy that helps you to attune. And that's what we're doing here in this connection, in this collaboration right now, people listening are getting a transference of what it feels like to be in a different state just by nature of what you and I have both experienced and the work that we've done. And, and I really want to acknowledge that because it's, it's not a conceptual thing where it's like, Oh, I'm signing up for this X, Y, Z benefit. It's right. But you feel it, you feel it. And these are my mentors that I seek out now, very few and far between, but people who have done the work to build a capacity within themselves for presence and depth and, and authenticity that I just sit with them and we're talking and kind of hanging out, but there's this whole other thing happening energetically where my system is learning from theirs how to be even more safe to expand. Right. And it's like you were mentioning, it's almost, it's, it's not always a, a linear process, right? It's Yeah. And, and, and what we all want is it's, is the same thing as that feeling of more peace, inner peace. That's kind of like cliche, but it, it's, it's so true. Yeah. And it really takes a lot of different, I don't know, processes. Like you mentioned all of the different types of body work and healing sessions and sound therapy. Like we all, we all have to do things kind of on a consistent basis in order to even start, start to have that, those feelings of things like lightening the load type of feeling stress off the back and, and actually, yeah. And, and obviously it can, it can take a very 
very long time in this process. And, you know, what I, what I like to bring out also is that you mentioned how you, you have to be committed to this work on the daily sort of thing. And I was curious about your, how, how this brings you to your own kind of relationship with, with God or with a concept with source. Like, how do you, I don't know if you came from a specific kind of like religious background, but how do you reconcile? Yeah. With, with like how, how people maybe have these notions about what they should be doing in order to get closer to God and then aligning it with this actual real, real work <laughs> as opposed to just going through motions or, or blindly following certain faiths or whatever that might be for them. You're a great interviewer. I really appreciate you. <laughs> You're, it's just a pleasure. Thank you. Really amazing oh. question, like very multi-layered and I'll do my best. Um, yeah. Whatever, whatever you feel in that. Cause it's emotional. Cause this has honestly been a part of my my most recent some of the initiation I've been going through is like redefining my understanding of God. Right. And I think we're all doing that. Sister, we are doing it. The work's getting what, done. This is the real this is it. Yeah, this is it. And it it must be a personal understanding. And so much on this planet. I mean, look at the religious institutions on this mm-hmm. planet and the social control related to religion and so much fear. You're going to be saved. You're going to go to hell. I know. I know. It's creating this total so much fear. duality problem. Where- <laughs> disempowerment. Disempowerment. Oh. There's seeds of truth in all the major religions. They are oftentimes, I've been shown source from really ancient mystery schools and lineage that have been systematically just, the history has been destroyed from this planet, but you can tap in direct and explore that if you'd like and yeah there's a lot there and what was what was Jesus really saying I mean it's like so taken his words are so taken out of context in the modern religions it's kind of laughable I'm just like but but also anyways to, to really answer your question what I'm finding is simplicity I've done so many different practices I've been a part of many groups and and schools and And I used to do like hours of spiritual practice a day. And I was in a kind of codependent relationship with that. Like if I don't do these practices, I'm going to like break or like I'm not, there's fear fear, even in that, even masked as ascension. And there was like distortion even in that. And I realized, wow, this is not actually about like humanity and feeling and being connected to my emotions and senses. This is different. And, and and that was a four-year journey and that completed about a year ago. And since then, I've really been on this quest of like, yeah, what do I really believe? And and what I'm finding is like, wow, simplicity really works for me and that God is in the present moment and, and that's where I want to be and that God is actually my divinity. God is me. Like I am God and, and I see other people as God and we're here as reflections of source, remembering and reminding and connecting and just learning and growing and that really my highest purpose if I'm allowing my divinity to embody is to be love and compassion and at first I must really embody that within myself for myself and this has been the initiation like wow can I what is it to really truly unconditionally love beyond the conceptual understanding of what that is like how do I feel that in my body how do I there is a knowing there is a conceptual knowing but there's a feeling and there's a safety there's a stability there's just a that's the deeper peace and serenity. It's like, oh, I am love. Like I'm love flowing in and of itself, for itself, as itself, and and just enjoying and out of the mind and really going deep into the body, deep into feeling sensation 
and then not getting attached to the good sensations or the bad and just so this this I just did a silent retreat over Christmas and it was in the tradition of Vipassana meditation which is a silent technique and it, it was 10 days silent and I love oh, I so that, it's so good I drop into that space so easily I love it many lifetimes as a monk I'm like yes please like I'll just live there forever but I have to, I get to be I'm not allowed to do that I guess and be in the world and share and, and I love that too but I recommend it and it's all simplicity just simple simplicity be with the breath what I won't share the total technique if you feel called check it out but just simple yeah. whatever technology works for your body your being to like connect in with presence and really yeah it is usually the breath breath movement and sound it's really simple there's all this like spiritual technology out there that gets really heady and complex and 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 it works for different people and at different points in the journey but I'm just like really into simplicity and accessibility because if you're going to be expected to really integrate and do this in your daily life I want it to be simple I want it yeah. to be fun I want it to feel like regenerative and restorative. I want to look forward to doing it, not have it feel like this heavy, like pain in the butt thing. Like I have to do my spiritual practice. It's like, yeah. no, why are we alive? We're here to be spiritual. We are spiritual beings remembering ourselves. So what kind of practice taps you in with that? And it can be absolutely anything. Our lives are meant to be a moving meditation. Right. Yeah. I, I find that so, tr so much truth in that obviously as a Muslim, yeah, simplicity, right. As, as Muslims, we have five daily prayers and these prayers and those rituals, and it, it becomes quite overwhelming. And I, I used to have a lot of guilt for not checking off all the boxes every day. <laughs> and what you're describing is becoming more in align alignment with actually doing the pieces that bring us the joy or, or, or praying when we feel called to. And we, we want to do something every day. I think that's where certain practices and behaviors structure comes from in order to connect us with God. But there is so much more like sound and energy and movement and practices that actually move us into those higher vibrational energy frequencies and focusing on that is is so important and has been for my own personal journey and just yeah on this path towards like what we were talking about making sure that it is truly authentic and not like a forceful spiritual guru or teacher that's coming in to kind of dictate or ordain what what you should be doing because then that opens up a whole host of other problems like I feel like we see a lot of this, maybe, maybe you can talk about it a little bit, but with like spirit, spiritual narcissism and people having, having problems, like, I feel like all of these structures are, are breaking down, whether they're from different religious communities, but also within the spiritual communities that have been like also having problems. It's not like any one thing is the truest path to God. It's, it's all what we mm -hmm. have to create for ourselves. Right. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't agree more. And even yeah, there's been a lot in my awareness the last few months about just the amount of data that we are. Wow, look at that. Oh, wow, there we are. Angel lights. Wow, that's cool. I think <laughs> that's the energy field. It looks like that <laughs> rainbow light. That's awesome. I've never seen that on the screen before. That's so cool. I like it. There's so much data saturation, just like people following all these channels and the channelers and the gut and, and it's all great and everyone's trying to help and and my guidance was to delete my YouTube, like delete. It gets it. overwhelming. Yeah. Well, I actually had, and even my own content, like I had 300 videos or something. And and my guidance was like delete and delete Facebook and, and just for now and to not, 
tune in to anyone else's. And here we are doing a transmission, but it, for me I'm, and for anyone listening, it's like discernment, discernment, because you mm-hmm. have your own, we each have our own unique truth. And it's helpful sometimes to tune in with others on the journey who do help to elevate, but really we must remember that they're simply, they resonate because they are reflecting an aspect of us. They're not, and there can be so much power given away outside to these people. And a lot of them unknowingly are also making themselves available for that kind of positioning them, positioning themselves on a pedestal where they're very happy for people to give them all the power. And, and yeah, and I've, I've also gone very deep into that journey with teachers and it was very painful and also such a great lesson because I've learned uh, how to never do that with anybody ever again and to never be available for that and to never and to just see that pattern it's very rampant in the world the spiritual narcissism or really just the power distortions of a lot of people trying to lead and serve but also still operating from an unconscious wound of needing attention and needing validation from the people that they're trying to help and I understand I also did this for a while when I first began and it's a tough one to unwind and it, it it's a big ego death to go through that. It's, I don't know what it takes. It, it's intense, but it it's not how we're really meant to play in the long run. So that is, that pattern is dismantling from the collective. And we will see a lot of people kind of like fall from grace over the next um, year, which will be interesting to watch. But in the meantime, yeah, just a permission for everybody to like really tune in with your own truth, especially if you come from organized religion background and cultural conditioning of religion and strong belief structures around value, worth, mortality, all these kinds of things. And I really believe that our relationship with source is deeply personal. It doesn't even need to be something you ever tell anybody else about. And it can just be for you. And that's really radical compared with a lot of the indoctrination on the planet, which is about this is what you must believe. And if you don't, you're going to die and be sinned for you're going to like rot in hell. It's just really intense when you look at some of the jargon out there that's just like in masked as helping people. And so, yeah, it's it's a pretty radical departure, what we're being asked to, to do. I believe this is actually embodied ascension is like taking your power back from everything you you didn't even know you were giving it away to. And then really how we can do that in this dimension is to redefine languaging, take like certain things like God, define that in your own words for yourself. That's a way to take your power back from any unconscious ways you've maybe been letting other people or structures define that for you. Worthiness, self-worth, define that for yourself. What does that actually mean? And at first it's really challenging. You'll, you'll notice the programming. If you can't actually define it in a clear, concise way for yourself, that's programming. That's indoctrination. That's mind control. That's hijacking and so that's a really potent exercise and can't recommend that enough yeah wow take taking your power back that's what I was hearing what throughout what you were saying I know you mentioned that and I think it's so important and so many of us have been learning that lesson in one way or the other throughout our our lives and our spiritual journeys or even just our journeys within our own family and personal dynamics because that's really where a lot of times it starts creating healthy boundaries and not being victim to someone else or giving your power away to someone else is your own, your own kind of victim <laughs> program coming in. And it's just a, it's a, it's a profound journey on, like, I, I think about it, like you have to fully deconstruct everything that creates our, our ego reality before we can then construct it and, and heal it and build it back up in, in like a healthy or authentic way. And that's, I think that's why it takes it takes so much 
it's such a difficult task because we're all we're all born into these situations where that's like the the hardest, most vulnerable kind of work that needs to be done, right? To get mm-hmm. there. <laughs> it can be hard, but remember it's not linear. So I think more mm-hmm. and more we're able to do all of what you just said more simultaneously. Like it's less of the you do this, so then you can do this. I, I like to really support people just very multidimensionally. And then, you know, it's like, how do we help you to, you have shame, you have all this trauma, you have all this stuff you want to deal with, you want to awaken, you want to be able to show up in your vision. All right. So let's help you like build some capacity. Let's like help empower your energy system to feel more present, to feel more calm, to feel more stable, serene. And simultaneously, just in doing that, all densities and traumas just kind of naturally transmute. It doesn't have to be so arduous. If one is willing to start to do the work to build that capacity, which can actually be really pleasurable and enjoyable. It's like, it can be fun. And then stuff is just melting off because your frequency is elevating. And so then the lower level things, it's not a bypassing. It just can't coexist in the body when the, the cells are vibrating at a different um, level. And so I think the process can actually be a lot easier than we make it. I see people suffering when they allow the mind to really, it's hard. Like I, I had someone the other day who wanted to work with me in mentorship and we and we started a little bit, but then I just watched their resistance really get in the way of, of doing what they their soul was wanting them to really make a big change, make a big leap, which required releasing a very strong identity attachment. And in the presence of support, it was easy to make the decision to, of course, yes, let's let's do this. And then when in their own space again, it was the resistance, the mind coming in like, no, I can't and making up reasons. And and I see that here and there. And it's just, I have so much compassion for that process for like, okay, I guess that person has to go through more pain to be willing, to be willing to really say, I give up. That's what it took for me. It was mm-hmm. many years. Like it took a lot for me to finally be like, I don't know. I have no control I give up. I literally give surrender. up. I surrender. Like someone mm-hmm. else, God, tell me what to do. Like I really give up. My best ideas have gotten me here. I'm done. Yeah, that's <laughs> I think that's where we get into the like why certain belief systems create the whole the whole surrender to God and you give up, but obviously we get into the distortions of that, but really you it's it is like we have these experiences through thick and thin and hitting rock bottom. And then that I, I hear a lot about like detachment from the outcome or trying to, a lot of times we're sending our prayers out to God, or we think we should happen a certain way, but it only starts to really manifest in reality. Once we've reached that ultimate point of surrender, where you don't know how it's going to look. And like you said, you, you, you did what you did to get here. You did. <laughs> and now you just, you, we don't know anymore. Right. And so we have, we all, I, I think, that's the hard one, the hardest part where then you, you are kind of in this process of turning to divine faith and God, but then you, like, you also don't want to have something outside of yourself. You really want to find that strength within in order to, to, to actually get yourself out of those positions. Right. And yeah, I feel like that's really the, the, like the, the ledge that a lot of people, our fear and our you know ego, it's kind of like keeping us in in safety mode right and so we prevent ourselves from even getting to the point like you mentioned with your client who you have to you have to be willing to shed away everything at a certain point to get to get through these to these other breakthroughs right and you can't make it 
I can't make that happen for someone. And, and it's a cool practice for me to, well, I can, if they really choose, they usually people seek me out when they're like ready to die on a level. They're like ready. Mm -hmm. I'm done. I know that something has got to really deeply change and I'm, it's terrifying and I need help. And that's where I kind of, I really excel at guiding people through the death process of their gosh, so they can rebirth and in every lives. I love it. That's kind of the path I chose as a soul that's the the walk I've walked and I can walk other people through that but I it's phenomenal to me to to see what it really takes and it's such a gift when someone really is willing it's such it's a gift of grace the willingness to be willing to change to give up control to say I don't know but I just I know that this isn't working and I I know there's something better and and I think when you're speaking I really just having this image of it's like we're all God it's so radical or some somehow to say but it feels so true to me like we're all God mm-hmm. and it's like humanity is going through this healing of worthiness to understand in a non-egoic way just in a humble reverence way of like mm-hmm. I'm God I am God I like that because I am I, I am and there's nothing to prove and and then how do you there's a maturity to that and how do you walk in the world how do you take care of yourself? How does your life become a living devotion, a prayer to this knowing that you are this infinite being inhabiting this physical temple that gets to feel and express and play and dance and enjoy and and feel, feel great tragedy and sorrow and all the spectrum of all the emotions. And it's the only place in the multiverse we can do this is here through a body and it's a gift. It's such a gift. And it's also incredibly overwhelming at times. I think another piece I'll share that's getting interesting in my journey is like, there's a lot of data as you build capacity to receive even more insight and more awareness. There's a lot of information and like the the grip on so-called reality, it, it's shown to be thinner and thinner. And then my practice must be even more grounding. And and that's been really interesting. So Yeah, well, I... I mean, I, I think it's, yeah, this, this process that we're describing is bringing up a lot of that emotional experiences just that I've had. And I mean, I, I, I love that you're here to serve. It's like you have this kind of wounded healer or you, you helping people with their own process through like near death or feeling at their lowest of the low. So tell me a little bit, I know we only have a few minutes and I just wanted to just touch on any any areas where maybe you are working with your clients or who you're who you're working with now to try and have have different programs or services for for those who might fe- hear mm-hmm. this and really resonate and maybe want to reach out to you what do you have to say to those yeah. people when when they're maybe feeling like this is for something that they want to start working on you're so sweet thank you yeah thank you and i i also what's coming up i have to acknowledge it cuz i know we met in kind of that and exploration phase of like, maybe we'll work together in mentorship. And, and the time when we met was, I just feel so different from that time actually. And it, and I'm sure you do too. And, and I'm just celebrating meeting now as we are now and yeah. And how much has changed. And yeah, I offer uh, one-on-one mentorship, really full spectrum support, energetics, also business and energy mastery, intuitive development, love to work with visionaries and people that are committed to building the new earth 
However that shows up for you, it could mean like having an incredible family, incredible relationships, tapping into new levels of abundance, building an extraordinary new business or product or refining one that you already have. It can be anything, but just people that have that, the people that I tend to resonate with, they're like, yeah, I, I want to make something new and I want to embody, I want to embody and share the gifts I'm here to share. And we usually journey for about six months and it's so, it's so much fun. And then I love also hosting retreats and events. I don't have anything super mapped out for this year yet. I've been kind of waiting. My guides have me in a bit of a patient moment waiting and seeing, but I am offering a group training experience called Omni Council, which is about tapping in with omniversal consciousness and energies beyond this universe and galaxy kind of expanding beyond the orientation to like star seeds, <laughs> a group of very advanced beings coming together and whatever that means I mean it's all different trajectories in their journey but they're advanced souls and they have a curiosity about developing their gifts their leadership their facilitation and and really it's it's a community where we can support each other through all the different initiations and growth at a very deep level that we're all facing and it's a six-month journey starting February 2nd and the council. So I really imagine the image I'm shown, it's, it's well, actually I'm shown a big Merkaba. So we're all part of this big <laughs> Merkaba surrounding the planet, but we're in a circle. And so it's also about co-creation, collaboration, like really repatterning at a deep level, hierarchy, power dynamics. I've, I've, I'm really good at this and facilitating groups and spaces where people feel really welcome to show up and lead and, mm -hmm. and show up in their power and their essence and tap into very deep authenticity and inspiration so there will be a part of like the end of the journey is like about vision and business building if that's something you want to do a lot of people waking up and they're like I want to be a healer and I want to transition out of my job and yeah. what do I do and it, it might not be like describing the program as like as I have done years ago like this is the program where I'll help you quit your nine to five and yeah. business in six months like that's not necessarily what we're doing that could be possible for you if you're available for that and ready to do the work for that but there will be a, a thread of like visionary business and giving back and planetary service and, and, but it will be very diverse. And I love diversity. I love having transgenerational fields. And my last retreat yeah. in Bali was like ages were on the spectrum of 30 years old to 72 and a lot of people in their fifties. And it was so cool. And it was just like so much wisdom, you know, so Omni is really a wisdom council and it, it feels mm. uh, very timely. That's interesting. Yeah, I haven't I haven't heard about that. What did you call it? Omni channel presence? What is the the name again? It's Omni. I just call it Omni, but it's Omni, Omni Council. So it's Omni a council, council assembling. I feel like an intimate group. It's modeled somewhat after my Akashic facilitator training, which we just mm. completed. We're completing a round of that live training now. There's 15 people in it, which is awesome. I I mean, it's life-changing work when you learn how to tap into your multidimensional abilities and gifts and that becomes the norm and you through deep embodiment practice through daily practice through energetic protocols quantum transmissions i mean all the things i love to share it's all it's all there and then you're in connection with a resonant community that's doing this work alongside you we're all amplifying each other and manifesting and it's it's just amazing it's so much fun it's such an honor uh, to serve people that are called to these like kind of unique it's hard to put words to like to be totally frank it's I'm guided to like maybe articulate it in a different way. Like I wrote, I was guided to write the website and the invitation and then it kind of marinates out there. Some people are attracted and joining. And then I'm like, maybe this could be 
a little bit more clear, a little bit more simple. Like, what are we really doing? How do we communicate? So much of our challenge as multidimensional beings is to articulate and synthesize with clarity. Just what are we really talking about? Yeah, like what is ascension? What is embodiment and dropping this? Or new earth, new earth leadership. You hear that one too. (laughs) I know I called Omnium, like it's a new earth embodiment accelerator. And people, some people might be like, I resonate, but what the hell is that? So (laughs) I'm going to be sitting with that over the next couple of days and and refining. And yeah, and I just trust when, when the call is there to gather the right people show up. Yeah, amazing. Well, we didn't even get to talk too much about the whole new earth building our our heaven on earth and all of these things and what that concept really means. Because I I know you're uh, well a little bit, but like I'm talking about the way in which what we see for as far as like new structures being built. Like you said, your your strengths are really around facilitating circles of new earth leaders coming together and building out all of this uh, templates and how that really looks and all of this work that's being done on a you know, cosmic level even, right? So that's just, that opens up a whole world of fascinating work that I guess it really, it really needs to be done in order for us to create the new systems and structures and institutions of what we are all feel like we're moving towards in this process. And so I know how, how complicated that, that work can, can be and like how much, you know, how we have to find those right kinds of networks and collaborators in that process. And so I'm definitely interested to stay in touch with you and keep in, keep in touch and like talk, talk more about these issues. And I know you're now here, West Coast, San Francisco. So, so I'm, I'm excited. Maybe we can, we, maybe we can meet up and share more about the visions because I'm definitely birthing a lot of visions for myself in the future and would love to be involved. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I love that. And, and we, it's all it's all an, an inside job to build any of the external stuff. Like everything we shared about, yes, this is how you architect heaven on earth. You build capacity within your own body and energy system to be truly present for the unique vision that wants to unfold through you. That's it. And then actually a lot easier uh, and less complex when the capacity for presence and deep listening and trust is there. I'm finding very much in my reality. I'm getting invited into um, more of the conversations and collaborations that are really just orienting at a very high level of impact in the world with, yeah, it's, it's such an honor. I'm like, wow, this is, it's happening now. I'm going to Austin next week to be with a bunch of these architects and, and creators. Mm-hmm. just really, it's really powerful. I feel like we're setting the template for the new economy, the new global economy. Right. The new, um, so yeah, it's happening. That's- that's massive. That's where all the work needs to be done. So, hey, I get it. Let's focus on on all of that rebuilding that's going to be occurring and the the communities and the circles that are really kind of pushing the envelope on what what what's going to be created here and doing that work. So, I'm so excited that I got the chance to interview you, Sydney, and I'm going to link whatever programs and things that we talked about here people are interested and hear this episode and want to follow you and reach out to your I know you're still on Instagram and your website and all that so we'll definitely have all that linked as well on the episode and yeah thank you appreciate you so much you have great articulation and I can tell you really deeply listen and I love the way you're able to synthesize a lot of the big energy that we are exploring and, and just clarify it and I really appreciate it thank you 
Yeah, thank you so much. Well, any final, I don't know, thoughts or words of wisdom I like to ask people before we wrap up? I know we don't have we don't have a lot of questions. We had a couple of people commenting and hopping in and out of the call, but I am going to email the recording to anyone, but any final final thoughts or words you'd like to share wisdom for us if, if as we wrap up here? I don't know if I have anything else to say, but I'm happy to tune in and see what, what else is here just in service to this sure. group beyond space and the snow. There may have only been a few people here, and but there's a lot of, I'm just shown immediately, like there's a lot of beings watching. <laughs> so this is, there's a large audience here and, and there's, yeah, I feel such deep gratitude for being uh, available to explore and to bring in these energies and that anyone called to listen and receive is, yeah, just part of such a bigger design as was mentioned than any of us know. Yeah. And the reminder, can we really make space? Can we commit to prioritizing space in our lives, in our days to sit, to, to lay down, to rest? I'm shown the image of like reclining. <laughs> slow down, slow down, to speed up. <laughs> really receive. There's such a potent frequency streaming through the planet. It's remarkable. And see if you can sit enough to feel it. It's really remarkable and it's very regenerative and restorative. We can all access it. It's all here. It feels so good. And it's, I think more and more as we evolve, we're, we're going to be naturally orienting in more subtle ways. It's like, it's an energy game here on this planet. And it's, it's how are you called to explore your energy system in your way for you and let it be also filled with fun with joy, with creativity, with inspiration. So many of us too, as teachers and guides, we're, it's like we're less guided now to be teaching the concepts in the way that maybe worked years ago, like mm -hmm. this meets this. And it's and more, my guidance has been strongly to just be an inspiration, live your life, fully live, fully embody and share what is inspiring you, what is moving you, inspiring others into their own authentic action and expression. Right. We were talking all a lot about that. So you brought it full full circle back into like authenticity and how this process unfolds and our embodiment of that every day and what it's it's an it's an ongoing process. And yeah, I love that. And obviously also we didn't even touch on this. It's not like the theme of today, but the one one eleven portal and all of these energies <laughs> being powerful right now. And so I think we're all on the on the brink of big things opening up and a lot of abundance coming in in this, in this journey. And so, yeah, I feel like all of us are birthing amazing visions for the future of humanity, for the earth, for ourselves, for all of that. So it was a special day for me, Sydney. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. <laughs> so, so grateful to be with you and yeah, I would love to see you in person. That'd be so much fun. Thank yeah. Let's, let's do it, girl. <laughs> All right. Sounds great. I'll, I'll send this, this out after this and put the, put, put all the links underneath. Thank you everyone for joining. And anyone who has any questions, I definitely want to encourage you to follow Sydney and reach out if, if this resonates and I'm excited to, to talk again next week. So thank you everyone for joining. Have a great day. Thanks Sydney. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode today. Please share your biggest takeaway with me via our community. For new listeners, thank you for tuning in. 
I invite anyone to explore the resources, links, and show notes available on my website, www.adinamovana.com. If a topic or discussion piqued your curiosity or interest today during the show, you can easily find it there at that website. And if you have any specific topics you would like me to cover, feel free to email me at em at adinamovana.com. Thank you again for joining me today. And I look forward to connecting with you again next week on Into the Light.